0: Are we really at 33? Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Is it evening
1: or morning?
2: Probably morning.
1: Ah, well, good morning, everybody. And we are back uh, as the team uh, for another episode of Father Knows Something. So this is number 33, guys. We've been sitting at the table 33 times. It's quite a lot. And let's dig right on in. How are we going to go?
2: So, the theme Justin and I have come up with today is parents. And there's a wide variety of parenting stories, parenting problems. So, you know, parents, to be or not to be.
1: I'm, I really wonder if parents listen to our show and take some of the inf- information that, the, you know, that your generation is calling and, and asking about and listening to our answers and then, you know, taking some of that, those, those concepts in stride and, and applying it to their lives.
2: I mean, I think you have a lot of my generation that are parents already.
1: Well, I'm actually talking about my generation that's really, you know, working with your, gener- your generation, you know, generation, because we certainly find that I get 25, 26 year old listeners that are, you know, talking about their parents and some of the frustrations that they're having. It would, I, I would hope that, you know the listeners out there actually turn their parents onto this and see how they, how they react and if it if it has any impact.
3: You also see a different perspective because there's a story from people who are parents writing in.
1: For my age group? No. Oh, okay. So, anyways, enough of me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, let's get into it. So up first, hey Morgan, Justin, and Jerry. I'm just writing in for some fatherly advice, as unfortunately, there are only certain situations I feel comfortable asking my dad for advice. Anyways, my, 16 female, parents are in the process of getting divorced, largely due to my dad's infidelity. Although, of course, it isn't fun, I'm actually glad they're getting divorced. Anyways, I basically wanted advice on how to adjust to the new normal. Also, my dad and I have a very complex relationship. He's quite manipulative and a gaslighter. Of course, I love him, but I prefer to be around my mom. We're very close. I struggle with balancing having a relationship with him while also setting boundaries. He won't take hints, although I'm not sure whether he just doesn't pick up on them or he just ignores them. With all of this, my dad always finds a way to make me feel guilty for not spending as much time with him, even though I know slash feel like with everything he's done, the affairs, manipulation, etc. I have no reason to feel guilty. Ironically, I feel like we get along best when we don't hang out at all because we have less time to get a fight in. I feel like he doesn't see this, though. He just sees how I don't spend enough time with him. I'm seeing a therapist and we've discussed the need to set boundaries, but I'm unsure how to set clear boundaries with him and explain my frustrations without him getting offended or gaslighting me, as he often does. When I'm completely honest, it goes nowhere, as he doesn't take responsibility, makes me feel crazy, and or invalidates my feelings. On the other hand, if I beat around the bush, he doesn't get it or take the hint. I just feel like no matter what I do, I'm stuck in this cycle, and nothing gets better. My parents have been living in their own houses for, I'd guess, a couple of months now, and I've only spent like three nights at my dad's house, and he still doesn't get it. I just feel like nothing is good enough, even though he and his actions are the reason why our relationship is so rocky. I'm sorry if this is all over the place, and I hope you can understand what I'm saying. If you have any further questions, would like examples of scenarios, etc., feel free to reach out. Thank you.
1: Well, well, I I see this as it is all over the place because she's not being very focused, or she has the ability being the inability being very focused with him because he literally turns everything on everybody else. He has no ability of accepting the responsibility of and the accountability of all this. That being said, you can't. I I don't think, and I don't if recommend that you beat around the bush. I believe directness is great. I think that you just need to find a, uh, a platform where you can do it. So change the, try changing where you guys hang out together. Like go on a horseback ride or spend a day together doing something that is fun and he can get into whatever that, that, that event will be. And you guys can bond on a different way, and then you can say, you know, Dad, I'm so glad we're doing this. God, I've had some issues, and we're not communicating well. And look how I, I just want to be able to spend time with you, in in a real thing. And these, and I don't want you to be defensive, but if I don't share them with you, you you'll never know how to deal with you know deal with it. Maybe that might be one way of doing it, and it might work. It may not work. It might be. Define it in a very good letter, where you can identify every single item in a letter form. Because when you write someone a letter, they can't open up and talk to you about it. They can't defend themselves about it. You take you you disable him from being able to do that until after he's done. If he gets pissed reading it, he may throw it down, you know, crumble it, throw it on the on the floor. Probably he'll pick it up and finish it because. It's important to you. And it I think it's the way you you deliver the message, not so much the message. And maybe your psychiatrist can really assist you or your therapist can assist you in in doing the framework for this. And he might or she might have a better mechanics of putting it together. But I would try that. I think that's that the best way to read you know, to get through. I mean, I'm trying to put myself into that place Mm -hmm. where which which how my mind would work with it. And I think that, you know, being everything that you've said, I think this is the only way around it it, it, for a start. And let us know how that works because unless you guys have a different sense on how to to get through.
3: I don't think so. I think um, it's hard to know the true dynamic unless you're sitting in the room. Mm -hmm. But I just, when initially reading this, I was just shocked i almost went back and double checked the age because this girl's 16 Mm -hmm. it's the most mature well-spoken forward-thinking just level-headed 16 year old i think i've I've ever encountered in writings or in life because even at even 10 years later at 26 i don't think i was this well thought out and all my thoughts were you know what i mean though it's just like it's. I was just impressed, and I think there's a lot here in the additional info and everything. But that that was just kind of. I was shocked, yeah. and so I think it's very, very cool at that age to be able to lay your thoughts out that way and think through them methodically. Well, you know, maybe this doesn't work out. Maybe this isn't life isn't a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have to take different measures. But yeah, I think those are a couple initial steps you could. You could take to try to mend and try to, you know, make this something before you have to go to the place of, okay, well, maybe it's just limiting my interactions and kind of going down that whole path.
1: And when you start limiting yourself, it it only adds an, a, a bigger wall between you. You gotta you gotta break that wall before it goes all the way up. Yeah. And I think that the mature uh, approach is the right way, even though you are dealing with someone that might be even more. Emotionally immature, then you are mature. Um, you know, behave. You know, the behavior to uh, knock everything away of when someone's trying to criticize you and put it back on them and not accept that responsibility is a sign of of insecurity and immaturity. And you know, we all know where the you know where everything is, you know where the relationship is. Going to him and saying, "Gee, you cheated on mom." She was right. There's probably lots of dynamic that went on to make their, you know, the, these parents become mud rather than, you know, healthy soil and in in great water. But the beautiful thing is that she's her she's his daughter. She's not going anywhere. She's his daughter, and he's he's her father for the rest of their lives, no matter which way you look at it. So they, if they can get a harness in this conversation and disarm his defense mechanism uh their relationship will grow and be a far better and stronger than as they as they both grow and go forward miss morgan
2: i'm gonna read the ideal and anything else before i share my thoughts because i i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna read this first okay So, ideal. Although part of me would like for our relationship to improve, I know that would require him to go to therapy and do some extreme self-reflection. Knowing him, I find this very, very, very unlikely as he doesn't see what he does as wrong. Or if he does, he explains why you are more in the wrong than he is. Because of this, I think my ideal outcome is just to find a groove where I have my boundaries and he accepts them so I can do what I feel most comfortable doing without feeling guilty. I also want advice on how to not feed into his gaslighting and manipulation, as I don't enjoy fighting, but he makes it so difficult because I feel attacked and like I need to stand up for myself. Anything else? I'm not sure if this is relevant, but it could provide context on why my dad is the way he is. We don't talk to my dad's immediate family. His mom, dad, and sister are not good people to the point that a lot of their extended family do not talk to them. My dad's mom has stolen money from him as a kid and an adult, and they're just overall hateful people. My dad's dad even passed recently, and they didn't include my dad in the obituary until some of my dad's extended family, on his dad's side, threw a fit. Also, my dad has had multiple long-term affairs, which he to this day tries to gaslight my mom and I about. He also has tried to manipulate situations to make my mom look violent and crazy, although he is the one with anger issues. Lastly, as negotiations have gone on, my dad has tried to screw my mom over in many ways. Even though she stayed with him for 25 years, followed him around, my dad served in the army for 20 years, even after he cheated on her, and tried to work things out until the very end. She also was a stay-at-home mom for a very long time, and even when she started working, it was more for extra money and wasn't really things she enjoyed slash developed a career in. Therefore, She would have to start all over career-wise in her late 40s to be completely self-sufficient. Although I know some people see this as her own mistake with a husband who worked so much, had been deployed multiple times, etc., it made the most sense for her to stay home. Also, from her perspective, it wasn't a big deal because she never thought this would be her life. I know this additional info is quite all over the place, so you can pick and choose what you share slash consider. Sorry again, as I know this is rambling all over the place. So for me, I, I relate to this a lot in the relationship I have with my biological dad. Um, and it I was probably at 16 when this is kind of the pill I swallowed where I realized that the relationship I had with him was never gonna be a great, healthy father-daughter relationship. Now my little sister that you know, we share him as a dad with, has a very different relationship with him. Their relationship is, from what I understand, really good. But I was never close with my biological dad. And I think a lot of that has to do with his personality and the way he shifts blame onto everyone else but himself. And so I relate to this a lot. And I think the part where she says, Although a part of me would like our relationship to improve, I know that would require him to go to therapy and do some self-reflection. Knowing him, I find this very, very, very unlikely. And so you kind of just get to a point where as sad as it is, it's kind of the reality you have to face that this is as good as the relationship is going to get. No matter how much work I put in, no matter how many letters I write, no matter how many conversations I have, someone like this is stuck in their ways and they're not going to grow past that and so the advice I would give is do activities like you said that don't really require a lot of emotional investment in them go rock climbing go to the beach and read bring a book like spend time together but it doesn't always have to be hashing up the past take him for face value and just try to move on In the fact that this is probably as good as your dad is going to get and it doesn't mean you need to you know forgive all of this all these wrongs but you know him and your mom is kind of a separate issue than you and him and so you kind of just need to take him at face value and have the best relationship you can have without you know getting lost in the sauce or feeling you need to defend yourself Um, You do have a therapist. I would highly recommend having your therapist teach you about gray rocking. It's um, a technique you can use with people that are very self-centered. And it essentially takes away that ammo that they then turn and use against you. um, Kind of by the sounds of it, what your dad is doing. So learn about gray rocking and keep doing you because you're you're well ahead of your years as a 16-year-old.
1: When you read the second part, I, it, it brought a whole different side that that opened up some of the thoughts for me. And his background is so, so damaged. And his, so the, all that damage is part of who what made him to his core and why he is the crazy way he is. The one thing that I did say in this show as we've been progressing through these 33 shows, is that you guys teach me? There's times, Justin, that you'll see, be in the house and Morgan will come criticize or, or try to get me to do something a little different, or make me a wick. And my answer to her is, "You're right. I'll accept that, and I'll see what I can do, you know, to to change that behavior."
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I, I'm not this guy. I get it. This guy may be exactly more towards the person that Morgan's biological father is. He may be somewhere in the middle. I don't know. I just know he's so emotionally damaged by his family and that upgreen, that that whole um, sewage yard, for lack of a better description, of where he came out of. It's amazing that he's functioned to whatever he, he does do. And it isn't your issue. It is his issue. And you are going to have to be able to uh, put on the, you know, an armored suit to let it bounce off of you, especially when he starts criticizing you. You're going to have to turn it off in your own mind, let it go in one ear and out the other. But maybe there's a chance you can break through in these other, you know, tools that. What Morgan said about the gray stone,
2: gray rocking, gray
1: rocking, and ask your you know your your therapist, and maybe some way there's a way that you can get your dad to go to therapy. I understand you say it's almost near impossible. And I believe that to be true, but he is so emotionally jacked because of that upbringing. That's part of this problem that it's made your life and your mom's life suffer. And, you know, I hope that she just goes on with her life and has a, a healthy relationship that she's finally out of it.
3: Yeah. I think there's hope for sure, which charity is realistic that there may not be, mm-hmm. but I think there, I, I know a lot of times people don't change, but sometimes they do.
2: Yeah. Sometimes. And I, and I think, you know, for me, I'm 28 now. I've I've been dealing with this similar situation since I was five. I remember being five and having to defend myself and running in the house crying for my mom to pick me up. So I get it. And so I think I'm at the point now where I am 28 and it's not changing for me. And so yeah. I, you know, it is a little bit of a defense mechanism But it's also like, hey, you know, don't feel bad if this is the relationship you have because it's not on you. And yeah, he did have a really traumatic upbringing, but also your dad could be putting in a little work and making life better for Mm -hmm. all of you involved. Therapy, it's one step. And if he's not willing to do that, you can only do so much on your end. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's hopeless, but also don't feel like it's on you. If it doesn't work out or like it, you know, you're not, you're not going to solve your dad's equation in his head. And it's just, just, it's, it's really tough being the child and having a battle through this. So I, I get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it, there is no doubt. I always said to you, you'll figure it out yourself, your relationship with your, with your bio, with, with your bio dad. Mm-hmm. And. I always was very positive but the bottom line is that they do set they do set their own relationships and they are they they have to take the responsibility of those relationships and you don't own this he owns it. Yeah. And you're just going to have to basically if you can't get through to him you just have to consider the source and go on with your life and be positive and and not duplicate the the circumstances.
2: Yeah, I let, I would agree.
1: I I would let it affect her in a good way. This bad experience that for your next generation, you'll find you'll find the path to a, make it affect that you'll have a good uh interaction with your family as you, you as you find somebody and you have children and you raise them that it will be of a whole different circumstance than what you just came out of.
2: Yeah, and I will just say like it does get better. Like my relationship with him like when I'm hanging out with him is fine. It's Like we have a good time when I'm around him typically. Um, And I think it does change like the older you get, the better it gets as they find that they can't manipulate you. And the more boundaries you set, the better it gets. So like for me, when I would like, I think you're kind of in the same boat where your parents have had their separate places and you're only there a couple nights so far. And so like, it's kind of similar than to what I went through and Which is easy. Like if you get a phone call and he's bashing you, you say, hey, you know, I don't want to talk about this. I have to go. And you hang up like it's you set those boundaries and you keep enforcing them. And it's hard. It really is hard to keep enforcing them again and again and again. But he will learn that he can't manipulate you and get away talking to you in certain ways and things like that. So it does get better. um, But it, it takes a lot of work on on your end initially, for sure.
1: Certainly patience.
2: Lots of patience. Lots.
1: Well, keep us updated if you would. Yeah.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Up next, Dear Jerry, I, 22 male, am looking for your opinion on my and my dad, 55 male, relationship, or lack thereof. I'm also a trans man. Female to male, and I started transitioning at 18, so four years ago. Mm -hmm. My parents have been divorced since I was one. The relationship that he and I didn't have wasn't very good from my side. He got drunk a lot and did some things that called my safety into question. At one point, my mom even threatened to take away custody from him. As I got older, I started distancing myself from my father, my stepmom, and that side of the family, turning seeing them every other weekend to only on some holidays. I don't know the last time we talked in person, but the last time we texted, I was three months on testosterone. They reacted better than I thought, saying that they didn't know I was thinking about doing this, but they would have loved to support me through it. That was nice to hear, but the text had a passive-aggressive undertone, feeling like they were trying to guilt me for not talking to them as much. This correspondence lasted a day before they didn't respond. Now I'm 22 and I'm about to get married to the girl of my dreams. I have not heard from my dad's side of the family besides a few Facebook happy birthdays. I find myself wishing that I would have had a father figure to teach me how to be a man. Feeling this has made me wonder if it's my fault we don't have a relationship anymore. I don't know if it's because I'm trans. They said they would have been supportive, but when I told them I liked girls, they didn't have a great reaction, but did get used to it. They didn't like that I wore men's clothes and would push me to be more feminine. I also know that his mom is blatantly against being gay, so I'm assuming she would not be a fan of me transitioning. I'm struggling now because I don't know if it's my fault for letting our relationship fall through if they distance themselves because I'm trans or anything in between. I don't want a relationship with him now, assuming he hasn't changed, but I'm worried that I assumed the worst in him, and that made me lose out on a father figure I could have had. I just wanted to know what a father's take on my situation is.
1: Well, the way I see this is that let's go back to basics. He not only didn't, wasn't there to teach you how to be a man. He wasn't there to teach you how to be a human because everything about him is so dysfunctional in his own behavior. And that's the root of some of these issues. So you yourself are quite the person. That's the most important place to begin to be a man is to have humility, to have compassion, to be able to be understanding. Your father was the worst example to being a man, in my opinion, and everything else that goes along with it. It sounds like you do have compassion in your heart. So your mother did a great job because you learned it somewhere or you learned it on your own by being around people and seeing the abuse or the, the mistreatment that you went through and the, and the danger he put you in from the very beginning. So give yourself a little more credit in realizing that You don't have to do anything to appease him, to um, try to prove anything to him. You, you're going on with your life. You're going to have your own family. You have the support of your mom's side. And if your dad wants to jump in and and come in with a positive attitude, you're an adult now. You are an adult. That is the most important thing that you are able to carry yourself as, and the rest will follow. Your your masculinity, your gentleness, to be a man does not mean you have to be have bravado or bravado that is... Abusive or yelling to show power. Power is from inside, in the way that you handle situations, you calm people, you become part of the solution, not part of the, not not the beginning of the problem. And that's what you, that that's the lesson that I, that I can pass on to you is what I see. You guys have a take on this?
3: I think once you start looking into the past and saying oh maybe I caused this maybe I could have done things better maybe I could have changed no matter what the situation circumstance is mm-hmm. you're almost just wasting energy because mm-hmm. if you sit and dwell on the past sure maybe there are things you could have done differently or maybe there aren't and you could have ended up in the same exact spot but to sit and have regrets I think is you know it you're just going down a vicious cycle that isn't positive and it's not going to end up doing anything for you anyway. But from what I'm hearing in this story, I don't think you assume the worst in him. I think you were going off of literally what you were experiencing in front of you at the time. And over time, those things, I think, tend to feel like they weren't as bad as they were when you were there in the moment. Mm -hmm. And you might then start to think, oh, maybe I was assuming the worst when you're just kind of downplaying how bad it actually was, looking back. And sure, maybe they had some uncomfortableness or transphobia or something to do with your transition. Sure, because I think that's very common in our society. And yeah, that could have played into it. But I think at the the root of this is what you were saying is his character was showing all the way through. I I think transition or not, gender, whatever, anything. I think it would. I think you would have ended up in a similar place just because of who he was and who he is and how he treated you and that whole side of the family.
2: Yeah. I also will say that's something that's like really common with people who have like gone through abuse or manipulation, gaslighting, things like that. Like it's kind of a a way that our brain reconciles is to almost go back and be like, Well, wait, was that as bad as I thought it was? And it's a way that we cope sometimes, but it's like, no, 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 no. Like it's definitely as bad as you remember. Mm -hmm. And like this relationship goes two ways. It's, it should never really be at least from what I think. I don't think a parent child relationship, I don't think 57% or 60% or 70% should come from the kid. It should be, there's more effort coming from the parents end of that relationship. And so the fact that they stopped responding to you after a day, like yeah. there's no effort on their end. Like if your child is kind of drifting away and you realize, oh, we used to see them all the time and now it's only on holidays. Like that's on you as a parent to reach out to your kid and be like, hey, you know, haven't seen you. Do you want to go out to lunch? How are you? This and that. It's not on you as a child. And by the sounds of it, that was happening you know, even when you were a lot younger, so even more so that it's not so much on you. Yeah, you're 22 now, and you can make more of an effort now, but it's it might fall on you know deaf ears, and it might not even be worth the energy because how much effort are they going to put into reciprocating it? So yep. it's not on you, and I think you know you can you can uh, I'm trying to find the thing. I don't think you lost out on a father figure exactly, like you said. And I don't think you need, I don't think anyone needs a dad in their life or a male figure in their life to become a good dad or a good male. I think you can just learn how to be a good person. Like a lot of single moms raise great boys. And so I think there's And, and, there's and, I,
1: and I will say something. You're going to meet people along the way in your life that are male figures. That you're gonna say, wow, this is I'm learning something from this person. And you can hang around them more to learn more and become friends with them and learn more. You know, and then you can model some of the things that you see that are positive. You can say, What 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 made you like them? What made mm-hmm. you see into them and say, what makes them special? And you might see some qualities in your dad that may be good. But at least at this point in time in your age, you have the ability of discerning what is good and what is not good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's up to you at this point to pick the good things and to recognize the things that are not so good. Yeah. And I think you'll be good. I think it'll be great.
2: Yeah. You got this. And congratulations on your upcoming wedding. Yes. yes. So exciting. You have so many, so many amazing things to come. So they do have anything else? sorry for the long submission. Thank you for making this podcast. Being able to listen to fatherly advice from such a good man has been really great and you are very appreciated.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that too.
0: Okay,
2: up next, my sister and I are really close and have different dads. This has never been a problem for us in terms of our relationship because we are full sisters in my eyes no matter what. The trouble is that her dad abandoned her and mine is in my life. At one point when we were younger, this was a problem for us as she was pretty upset that I got to have a dad and she didn't. My dad was her stepdad while my mom and him were married and he had always treated her like another daughter until they got divorced then it was made clear that I was his only priority my grandparents however have always treated my sister like an equal to their other grandchildren and they don't seem to care whether any of us are blood or not there's a few stepkids in the family the most recent issue we've had is that I was invited to come with my dad and his wife to stay with my grandparents for my dad's birthday but my sister was not invited She was very upset because she spent an entire month looking after my grandma after surgery last year, and at that point, my dad and her seemed to have bonded, and he was talking about involving her in family vacations, etc., but he had not acted on it at all. I really feel so guilty because I'm not sure what I should be doing. My sister has never confronted my dad, so he apparently doesn't know that she's upset, but maybe I should bring it to his attention." My best friend told me it is none of my business and I should let my sister talk to him if she's truly feeling left out. I just always feel so caught up in the middle and it's causing me a lot of stress. Do you all have any advice for me on how I should be handling this? Thank you for reading all this if you have.
1: So let me make sure I understand this. Her biological father is the one that's always been in their life. He took the the sister as his father as his child until the divorce and then he just casted her aside okay
2: that's a vibe i got when reading yep
1: so everyone if you don't already know morgan has siblings that are biologically not connected and in our home uh we are all one family i don't care where they came from how they got here we're all one family end of story uh their mother and i are not together doesn't change a thing. We are all one family. There is no half-brother, half-sister. That's just the way it is. So I feel a little frustrated right off the bat with your, with your dad, and I'm sure that you do as well. Um, she's the one that's got to go to him and get him to chime in to say, I understand where I went wrong. She's got to appeal because he, as, as a father-daughter relationship, I think it's important that, the, that she, as his daughter, even though he has casted her aside, you know, the pig that he is, uh, she, has to let him, she has to let him know how it affected her. And then he can, in his own, in his, and she can open the door to fix this and say, I'd like to fix this or not. Um,
2: you think that the stepdaughter should go to this guy and confront him?
1: I do. I do.
2: I disagree. At least initially.
1: I mean, you feel that she should go to her dad and say, you know, you did this. You know, you've you've certainly have caused you know, um, Lacey some issues, and I think that you should have a talk with Lacey.
2: Yeah, I. If this were me in this situation and Mm -hmm. I noticed this happening, I would confront my dad. I'm the one with a strong, secure relationship with my dad. She's already on the outside. And so why potentially put her in a situation that is going to create more stress and tension and maybe further push her aside? Oh, you're creating issues. This is why I don't bring you around. Like, don't even give him the chance. He... Clearly, I, and here's where me and Justin kind of brainstormed about this one earlier. If you take on a child as your child, mm-hmm. as a stepparent for years, and we don't have their ages, we don't have how long they were married, we don't have what caused the divorce. Mm-hmm. So is he holding resentment against the daughter because the mom wronged him? We don't know. So there's so many what ifs that my mind is like going down this rabbit hole about, but when you take on a child and treat them as your child for years and years, that's like, just because you get divorced doesn't mean that you're done. I have heard so many stories where people's stepdad and their mom got divorced and that is still their dad. Mm-hmm. So for him to do this to her is despicable. I, I agree. I wouldn't even be able to look at my dad the same way. And I'm I'm really sorry. I'm like, I'm I'm very passionate about this. Because of the situation that we have and our context is very different. You're not my biological dad, but yet you took on all of us. And so it's very frustrating to me. And so I do think, yeah, maybe it's none of your business, but you love your sister and you want to make sure your sister isn't hurt and you have a strong relationship with your dad. So you can be the one to approach him and say, hey, you know, I've noticed that you've kind of pushed so-and-so aside I hear you. And this just, this isn't right.
1: Has she said that she has discussed this with her sister?
2: It doesn't seem like her sister has brought it up to her.
1: So this is all on her that she wants to try to fix it.
2: She's just asking what to do. Her best friend told her it's none of her business and I should let my sister talk to him if that's, well, I, if she's truly feeling I, left I, out.
1: I will say one thing with you. If... If she hasn't heard from her sister and she feels compelled about it, she has the full right to go to her dad and talk to her dad. I don't say that that she doesn't. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get passionately, you know, put my fist on the table and say, no, she can't. I you know, you, you what you bring up and what you bring forward is 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 an answer. And if she feels comfortable enough with her relationship with her father to do this, then Bless her heart. Go do it. Stick up for your sister and take them on.
2: Well, and it doesn't, I don't think it needs to be a big fight. I think it can be a, hey, dad, I noticed, you know, since the divorce, your relationship with so-and-so has really changed, but, you know, it kind of seems unfair, especially after she looked after grandma, his mom, after surgery for a month. Like, you know, why things at that point seemed like they were going to get better and uh, you're I would still hit harder. you're still kind of excluding her so you know i'm just trying to understand you know you divorced mom are is there more to it are you holding that against her like what's really going on here you know me as your daughter i see this and i'm just trying to understand it it doesn't have to be a fight it can be as calm as
1: that and- I would actually hit him harder and say, This is what this is the, the outcome of how this, you know, how this poured out and what's going on in, in the other side that she is your daughter. I would put it on. She is your daughter. You took them, you, you gave the, you gave that permission when you started saying to her, Call me dad. Soon as you do that, that is a life commitment. You may not have a commitment anymore with mom, but you certainly have the commitment with, we're going to use the fictitious name, Lacey. I I believe that. You should believe that.
2: Okay. Coming from an outsider who doesn't relate to this so heavily, what are your thoughts?
3: I feel like on some level, you could make a case that it is not directly maliciously intentional. But at some point too, you could be like, how could you be so blind and not see that? So I think she said, should I bring this to his attention? Mm -hmm. And I think if you felt compelled to write in because you're seeing this then yeah cuz what are you going to lose you have, you have nothing to lose you're not yeah. you're not the one in the in the bad position here exactly. but you're looking out for someone you care for and you the other thing too i don't know is you never know what the reaction could be you know you you open the door to say hey i'm giving you the benefit of knowing this mm-hmm. here's what she's going through and then I mean, you kind of you don't really have control after that. You see what happens, and if he all of a sudden steps back up and is like, "Oh shit, yeah, I've really been neglecting that,"
1: mm-hmm.
3: then great. But if yeah. he doesn't, then you know kind of what you're dealing with.
1: And and, and in the in, in the initial part when I gave my answer, I really thought that this that this the uh, the sister that Lacey actually was talking to her about this, and she and it was kind of like between the two of them. And
3: yeah, I could see it. Yeah,
1: and that's why I really really said, but because Lacey hasn't said anything and she sees it, I do agree that she should go to, go to her father. I think that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. as I process this this way. And Morgan's absolutely right.
2: Well, and so I, th- it's unclear if the sisters have had an actual conversation. I think our, our writer saw that she was very upset, not getting invited to the grandparents for the dad's birthday. Um, but like, the sister hasn't confronted the dad and I apparently he doesn't know she's upset. So she knows she's upset for sure. Not sure how big that conversation has been, but um, I mean, there's there's so much context that would change this too, where, you know, were they married for a couple years only, but by the sounds of it, they grew up together. Mm-hmm. And so right. if they have the same mom. That dad came in early on so I'm like he's it seems like he's been in the picture for so long and I think that's why I'm I'm really frustrated by him and you know I I guess it's not the grandparents place to invite Lacey as you want to as you want to go by Lacey to you know their son Mm -hmm. the dad's birthday but
3: still seems like they should bring it up, though. Yeah. I'm I like, mean,
2: why is everyone dropping the ball on this girl? Like, I can't even imagine having someone who raised me like their own be like, oh, divorce, bye. Yeah.
1: But th- I, I I, really have to say that this guy is in the picture. He is part of the equation. He's there. The, the fact that he took this direction, I, th- I I, find it appalling. Yeah.
2: Definitely, there's some missing context here. I, I could see the mom and I... I Obviously, we have no idea, but I could see him maybe holding something that the mom did against the child Mm -hmm. because people do that. People don't know how to heal when they're hurt, and maybe she reminds him too much of his ex-wife. Who who knows? There's no excuse for it. It's you need to heal, but don't heal at the expense of a of of a child of a child, and you know, even if she is a full blown adult, someone you treated as a child. So. I mean very complex problem that I wish we had a lot more context to.
1: Yeah. Well, again, we we'd like keep to keep
2: us posted. Yeah, we
1: want to hear what 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 you did do and let us know how uh your dad responded to your uh your conversation.
2: Yeah, and maybe have your sister write in her side because I'm I'm curious too what you know is really transpiring from that perspective as well. So maybe share this with her. Okay, moving on
0: Okay
2: Hi, Jerry. I love your podcast, as it feels like I'm talking with my own dad. However, this issue I don't think I can talk with him about because it would cause conflict.
1: Well, you can talk to me about it. (laughs) Because that's why they're here.
2: My husband and I are in constant disagreement about kids, and no therapist has been able to help us work through it. And it's only further building up resentment towards each other. Before we got married, we joked about how many kids we would have. He said, one, so we could spoil and give all our attention to. I said, two, so they could have a sibling to grow up with. We both have experience working with children and love it. After we got married, though, he found these public pages of people confessing their hatred of parenthood and how much they regret becoming parents. I feel extremely badly for their kids. Well, that tumbled into dink and sink lifestyle pages a.k.a. dual income, no kids. My husband was suddenly invested in these stories. I wasn't too concerned as we were still in our mid-20s and still figuring out life, not quite ready for a big decision like having kids. He suddenly started saying he never wanted kids, which hurt me as that was something we had talked about and raising a family together was something I always wanted for us. After a few arguments, he went to his dink slash sink site and publicly posted about our disagreement. People who we didn't even know began bashing me, saying that I wasn't considerate of people who changed their minds, and how I'll skip pills to force a pregnancy. I was extremely upset that he did this, and he knew that I was not, and still not, ready for kids, and I definitely wouldn't force myself to get pregnant. Like, what? I immediately told our therapist, which he kind of talked us through, basically advised we keep this issue on the back burner and maybe revisit it once or twice a year. In the meantime, we were told to keep an open mind to both sides. My husband apologized for the post and agreed to be more open-minded. However, I see no change. I begged for a compromise. One kid wouldn't be so bad. I don't see any open-mindedness or effort to be open minded on his end. We ended up with another therapist that has said that's a big issue and we will work up to not and we will work up to talking about it. Or as I understood it, quote, put it on the back burner again. I don't want kids anytime in the near future, but we agreed on this years before getting married that we would have a family. Am I wasting my time? Am I running out of time?
1: Is there a final outcome that you want to hit me with before, or can we,
2: uh, uh, ideal outcome compromise something. I don't know. My anxiety can't take this shit. My turn. Uh, any additional info? I'm 26 female. Husband is almost 30 male.
1: It was very clear that you guys in your dating process discussed the idea of kids, and you were very clear on the importance of them to you at one point in time in your life. I will tell you personally, I never planned for kids. I got three of them, and it's the happiest thing, best part of my life that that I've experienced. I know that uh, my father had four kids, and he told me if he were to do it again, he'd like to have 12. And I just said, we'll just take the money from the other eight and shove it this way. (laughs) That all said, this guy, I don't know if if he'll ever appreciate the value. Uh, Sounds a little, his life's a little selfish and he doesn't want to um, go down that that road. And he may just prove not to be the guy for you. And you're young enough in your life that if he is not going to be if you're not on the same path of what you guys really want for your future and I really think that missing out on children is a, is a very important part of life. It, it really it brings so much effervescence to it. But some people do find in their life without it but if you find that this is what you want then you need to take action and go for get a divorce and go forward and find the right person for you to have this relationship with. When when, when the sh- psychiatrist said, you know, talk about it, Let just let things go on for a while and bring it up every, you know, twice a year. That's bullshit. I don't even know where, where he comes off with that concept. No, I mean,
2: why would you let something fester? I, Do you have a, a tooth you let rot in your mouth? No, you y- pull that shit.
1: Yep, yep, there you go. <laughs> so I think that, that this is where you have the conversation with him and say, look, we... We need to make a, a choice. I'm not forcing you to have children. I'm forcing me to get out of this relationship if we're not going, if this is not something that we're both on tack for, I love you. And there's no doubt. I wanted to have a life with you. I married you because of all the things that we put on the table, that was going to be our life. And you took one of the most major you know, functions in our life and tossed it out the corner to go join a little, you know, your fraternity, of being the dual income with no kids. And that's just not what I'm into. I, I want to have a family and it's important to me. And I thought when we when we got married and I said, I do, that it was important to you. And that's a conflict, a, a, a major conflict in our relationship. And it's non-negotiable to it's deal breaker and go with that deal breaker.
2: Yeah. And I, I will just say like... <sighs> Some of the stuff you're saying, I don't agree with. I think people who choose to be child-free aren't necessarily selfish. I don't think they're necessarily missing out on something in life. Like Some people just want to be child-free and parenting isn't rewarding for them.
1: Right. But no, there's nothing wrong with being child-free if that's what you both have decided to have your life. I know people that said, I don't ever want to bring children to this world. This world is fucked up. I'm not going to continue down this path. I'm yeah, not going to put them through it. I mean, it's understandable these and, days, I, and I get it. I, I I get not having kids. I do, but that's not the. And I, if I came off with Tom because I am pissed at him.
2: But people do change their minds. People grow and realize, hey, I thought I wanted kids, and now I don't. And luckily, you're finding out now. She's 26.
1: Right. She she has the opportunity. Now's the time. To, she can change her mind, say I don't want kids, or she can keep her past saying I do want kids. And then if that's the case, he's not going to change his mind. She's got to bow out. She's got to say to him point blank, I'm not trying to force you to have children. I'm letting you know that I'm going to find the life that I can have children.
2: And I think that is the best way. Like I I have spent a lot of time. My my time on Reddit is very diverse. I spent a lot of time on child-free Reddit. Um, I follow a subreddit where it's from people that have kids and regret it. And I'm sure it's the same one that you look at and it it is sad, but I don't think kids should ever be a compromise. It's like, oh, I want two kids and you want no kids, so let's have one kid. It's like, don't even subject a kid to that. Like, as much as you love your person, you know, your husband that you have. That's not fair to you. It's not fair to a kid. It's not fair to him. Like no one wins in that situation of a compromise on kids. So luckily you're 26 and you're finding this out now.
1: Right. If he doesn't want to be a father, then he shouldn't be a father. Yeah. And if you want to be a mom and have a a family where you're going to be able to enjoy all the family unit and bringing love and all the the teachings and growth and experience that, that we have gone through and you can go through, then this isn't the guy to do it. I would never force this guy to have a kid or have children or have a life or family if it's not his focus. Because trust me, it's got to be your focus to to be effective with it.
2: Yeah. Kids are a lifetime commitment and a lot of work.
1: Because if he's not going to jump in on this thing, he's not the guy.
2: No. And he's not a partner you want to raise kids with. It'll be 90% you and maybe 10% him. And it's... No one wins in that situation. And I did just see a TikTok from a woman who, you know, was kind of your position, but flipped. And she was on TikTok crying and saying, I love my husband with all my heart, but he wants kids and I don't. So unfortunately, we have to call it. I'm not Mm going to change. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to want anything else. And it's not fair to him. I agree. And so it's just... And a tough, tough I, and
1: one. And I'll add this little. I'll add this little, mm-hmm. you know, addition at the end. Don't let him think that. Okay, well, okay, we can have a kid, and I'll learn to like it. Don't even go down that road. He's got to mm-hmm. be as 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 interested in this concept as you are to do it together. Because he's not a bad. It's, and even if he chooses. To to stay to his guns. He's not a bad guy. Not at all. He's just, he just made choices for himself that this is not a path I want to have. And the fact that he's changed his mind and you haven't changed your mind, then it's obvious time to call it. Because it's just going to cause more bitterness and anger and frustration that eventually will bring you down this road anyways. Yeah. So might as well do, you go down the road with the guy who wants to go down the road with you. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is have a kid and 10 years later he resents you. You forced me to have a kid. You ruined my life. You wasted time.
3: There you go. I think the shitty thing about it is, yes, there's nothing innately wrong with changing your mind. Sure. But the shitty thing is, is you know they didn't just talk about it once when they were dating and then got married and then revisited the topic once again. Mm -hmm. It's something that, kind of hits every so often you don't just get married to someone and you're kind of like oh maybe in like a year or so I'll bring up the kids thing you definitely have more than one or two conversations on these things so the only part where I think it is shitty is if you have someone that you believe you're building this life with and this marriage with and you're doing it under the excitement of oh I can't wait we can't wait to create a family and have kids and do the whole thing, then yeah, it is kind of shitty to change your mind and kind of like take that all away from someone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing innately wrong with it, but it is just kind of like, like it would hit anybody. I mean, it would, yeah, now you have to make these choices, get a divorce, go back out into the dating world, find a new partner. Yes, people do it all the time and it's not impossible. It's It, it can be very rewarding. You can find someone even better. Mm-hmm. But it sucks to have to go do that all, when you weren't even expecting anything.
1: I, I fully agree with that. But the good news is, is that she's twenty six. Right. And this is where they are today and this is the reality of it. Now the reality may change tomorrow, but the reality is today that this is where they are at. Yep. And if this is what it's going to be, this is this is the roadmap. Because at the end of the day, it will be a far better life. To find somebody to truly be your partner, and that you can, and and she's already knows. Look at the experiences she's had, what she's learned about a relationship, being what that in the next relationship she sees. Trust me, she's not going to step on these landmines again. I, at least yeah. I would hope not. Yep. So it's going to be a, a better play, and 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 her love will only be deeper because her love right now is on a razor's edge because she is so frustrated and so hurt and all this dynamic that's going on. I can't be nice behind that, behind that front door every night when they get home. I can't imagine it.
2: Okay. Moving along. Please, please, please read my story. I need advice. I would love to hear Morgan's take on this as well. Hey, Jerry, Justin and Morgan. Sorry if my story is all over the place, but I love the podcast and need some advice. Husband, 25 male, and I, 24 female, have been together seven years and married for five years. We have two beautiful kiddos, ages three and two. I've stayed home with them since they were born because it's financially cheaper than daycare and commuting. We live 30 minutes from every town, but I'm exhausted. I never stop from cleaning the house, cleaning dishes, making sure bills are paid, going back to college, and taking care of the kids. I do it all. Husband works as an electrician and works hard for our family, but it's always a competition with him. If I say I'm tired, he's always more tired. If we're both sick, he's always more sick. I never get to lay in bed and relax the way he does when he's sick. If I say I'm exhausted and don't want to have sex, it starts a fight about how he's tired too and works hard. Parentheses, he's not deprived. We have sex at least four times a week, if more. I get the kids ready for bed, give them a bath, cook dinner, and get up with the kids every night if they wake up because he does work, but I'm just burnt out. My kids love their grandparents, but only my mom will keep them overnight, and she's a single woman and has things to do. Even with grandparents, if I'm around, the kids want me. Sometimes when they stay with my mom, she will call saying they are screaming to come home. I never get a break. He's not the kind of guy to tell me to take a day for myself. He always seems aggravated when I go do stuff by myself, like play bunco with a group of older ladies once a month with my mother-in-law because he has to watch the kids and do the nighttime routine. I don't want to sound ungrateful because I'm so thankful that I'm able to stay home with my kids. I couldn't imagine leaving them to go back to work, but sometimes it's draining and I just wish he would do things 50-50 when he gets home so that I can have a break.
1: Well, it's obviously he doesn't think you work. No. He is clueless to what it really takes to do the household, and you know I'm a I'm a I think I'm a hands-on guy. I'm a mechanical guy. I've gone out and worked with my hands and done, you know, this kind of work. Yeah. And trust me, working with kids, staying home and taking care of them. oh <laughs> Play this for your husband, dude. You got the easy side.
2: <laughs> yeah. Especially a three and two-year-old. They're so,
1: babies. So as she's playing this to you sorry it doesn't work for me cuz i've been there on both sides so i think it would be nice if you would uh and then we're going to get into to the what she has to do but just for you cuz this is really aimed at you you got to you got to have a, a heart for your wife because this is a a difficult thing and if you actually did it for a day or on a weekend on a saturday when you're not working and I know you're tired, but you do a full thing with Saturday, taking care of your kids and give her a day off. You will have a little more respect for her, which she goes through every single day. And what a jewel you have.
2: This man can't even handle a night when she gets one night a month off to play bunko.
1: I, I got it. I understand it. I'm just, I'm just calling them out because I've been there so I can say it. I'm 65 years old and I still do this stuff. I'm well aware of it. So you're not, you can't pull the, the wool over my eyes. Yeah. Okay. Now, what can you do? It, it's a struggle if, if you're with a guy that, that can't, um, you know, chime in to, to, to help you. I don't know if you need to go get counseling or what the answer is on this, because you're dealing with a guy that I can't relate to. I, I never was able to relate not to be there to take care of my kids. When Morgan was born and she would cry with a wet diaper, I was the first one out of bed to change her, and I wouldn't let her, you know have two, you know cry two notes. That's just the kind of guy I was. So I can't relate to a guy that comes home from work and doesn't want to play with his kids. I, I can't fathom this. You know, he's an electrician. He do, He gets off. He's union, probably. He gets off at, you know, at five, five o'clock, they knock off. He's done for the day. He gets to go home. What about the guys that are all self-employed? They got to work till nine o'clock at night and they still have to f- figure out how they're going to work their kids into this. I mean, dude, I'm sorry. I, I'm getting away from you, you know, the, the, the OP, and, I'm, and I'm, content, I'm really ragging on the guy. <laughs> but that's where I feel it is and i know that you that you that you love him and you have your marriage and you're doing whatever you can to 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 keep this home in in intact but we got to get him into reality that he's got to be a part of the solution for you and his life will be better if he does this and i and i don't know how to get that message across to him to get him to cross the bridge and be a part of it because a lot of other things come in the pattern. What was his upbringing? What did his dad do? What was his mom doing? Yeah. You know, has he been allowed to have this behavior where he just, you know, ends the day comes over and has a beer and sits on the couch and he's going to drink his beer. There's a long life ahead. And he, and, and I think if he realizes that what he, the relationship that he does now with his kids after work and how he contributes will only make his relationship with his kids more full and more robust. And that's, he's got to be shown. That's what he's really, that's the goal here. Yeah. And his marriage with you, fuller and robust and not about just the duty to get through it. You know, as far as his balls go, I mean, shit, he's 20, you know, I think he's 26 and she's 24 or something like that. You know, yeah, every, he's got all this the this testosterone running fly, which he has plenty of, you know, of, of, of ability to, to seed in his exhaustion but he better also focus on the other side with his what he has you know seated with his gifts. i'm
2: not buying that bullshit you no hormones fuck that shit no
1: no
3: he's just wimpy
2: he's a piece of smoking smoldering trash well i agree i'm sorry you're you're busy and you're tired from work but yeah you can fuck four nights a week Fuck that! Help with your kids, or you're not getting any fucking ass.
1: I agree with you. I'm calling him out on it.
2: But don't the hormones? Fuck the hormones! He's a he's a twenty something year old man. I can't you, even find the fucking ages. You, I'm so you, mad.
1: You, you you misunderstood what I said. Apparently, I'm calling him out. Twenty
2: five.
1: I'm calling him out.
2: I think he is just a guy that's been coddled and not had to be held accountable and. I saw a Reddit post so long ago and it's one of the best stories where this mom Called her son out for being a piece of shit And the wife it was this it was this situation to a T, And the wife was exhausted and just needed a break needed a moment to breathe and the mom called out her son and said What do you think your dad and me did? Yeah, I was a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't have it easy. I was with you kids all day but from the minute your dad got home it was 50-50 from that moment until you guys went to bed and that's how it should be
1: if not 75-25 or 90-10 i'm
2: i mean 50-50 let's, let's i'm happy with 50-50 well,
1: so are you saying it's up to the mother to go call him call him out
2: no i don't think you know i wish his mom would maybe put him in his place but no i think i think this one might be It could have fit in another theme we have going, which is underqualified, because I think this is kind of, you know, a a therapy one. I think you guys are just so at such a dysfunctional miscommunication that I think this is going to take some professional help to hopefully have him empathize with her. I mean, he's just not
1: there. Okay, I got a question. How do we get him to chime in on this because that's the question where she's at. She is struggling to, how do I get this guy to chime in and, and get it? I'm calling him out you know, on, on a radio or a podcast and that's not going to do it. He's just going to turn it off and say, fuck I that know. guy. So
2: <laughs> ideal too is just some advice on what I should do or how to approach it. I've tried couples therapy and he won't go. Uh, I've tried talking nice with no yelling and he always gets an attitude.
1: I, I don't think she's prepared. It doesn't sound like she's prepared to walk and say, fuck you, I'm going to go walk, and I have to go now deal with kids, babysitters, and and a job. Right. Because she has two kids or three kids now?
2: Two kids, doing all the household stuff, and going to college.
3: Well, I think she's a single parent that does have three
2: kids. He's one of them. Yeah. I would agree with that. So, Yes.
1: So 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 how does this woman get this guy to wake up? Because if she files for divorce, he still has to do child support and he has to do everything else.
2: And depending on custody, he's going to have them all to himself 50% of the time.
1: So it will be interesting. That's true. I, I, I don't know the play that you're prepared to do because here's a better question. And I'm not promoting divorce or, 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 or staying together. I'm going to ask a question. Are you prepared to continue your life the way it is? Right. That's, that's the question for you. Can you, can you sustain this? I mean, at least there's three more, there's four more years before those kids are really in school every day, all day long. Right. That you, two more years.
2: Kids go to school at five. The one's three.
1: So how many? So it's two. It's three years because it's first grade that you're you're in school all day, kindergarten you're half yeah. day. Oh really? Yeah.
2: There's full, there's week there's full time kindergarten now. Okay. That was a thing when I was at. Um, I used to work in a kindergarten classroom. Okay. They do that these days. All
1: right. So anyways, you're you're a few years away. Can you sustain this for another couple of years, and then take over at five o'clock or four thirty when they show home or four o'clock when they show home, and you're on from four o'clock till you know, 10 o'clock again, because he's useless. Yep. And, and by the way, you're probably going to have a job if you're going to school now, you're going to be out of school and probably working with whatever you went to school from, you know, from, from eight o'clock in the morning till, you know, f- that four o'clock. Maybe you'll get mom to come over from four to five until you're off work and you get home. And maybe you'll get some, and, and you'll have to get pay for help to come in the house and and clean the house because you can't do it because you're working. He's not going to help you when you get home, even though you said, "By the way, honey, I've been at work all day too." He doesn't give a shit. Yep. So you got to find out if this is something that you can sustain, or you're going to take action now.
2: I just wonder, I and kids throw a wrench in life. You know, kids are a different dynamic. They bring change, but you know, they've been together for seven years. So from she's since she was 17
1: 18 they got together
2: 17 and 18 and so you know they really did grow up together and unfortunately you know sometimes this is a thing that's said among women sometimes is god that ex-boyfriend of mine really i raised him for the next one like i like and it sucks like you grew up together. And so he didn't have another relationship where he had to learn things were more 50 50. So I'm, I'm wondering even what their dynamic was before they had kids. Like they were, they've been married for five years. They got married at 19 and 20. Like mm-hmm. at, you know, 19 before any kids, was he helping you clean or were you doing his laundry? Did he go from mom's house to yours? Like what is the dynamic? Because if that's the case and he's been like this for the whole time, how do you shake sense into a twenty five year old that's never had to participate in life
1: I have a feeling you are you, you've you you've colored a picture that's probably reality even though we're not really sure but yeah, i, 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 I love it sounds. I, I have a feeling that is what it is and I can only hope that he really does love her that if she comes and says i am letting you know i'm a i am i am appealing to you please help me because i cannot do this any longer the way we I love you, but I can't continue this, this pattern. And I don't know if that will jog him. We don't know enough about his personality, but all I can say is that I hope that if just shown in the beginning that I'm called him out, maybe that was the wrong thing to do. I don't know. <laughs> I just looked at and just I was saying bullshit, 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 bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And, and Morgan, you pegged it that he is being a child. You too, Justin. Yeah, Justin
2: that. had the best little thing.
1: She's got three kids. So, she's a
2: single mom, and she's got three kids, not two. I, I <laughs> good job. That you know, a singer, I, and
1: I, and we don't know what his mother, how she sees this thing. If she's willing to come in and, and fight a battle where she can get through them and, and keep it from being, but let's take it that she's not there. I mean, they're they're two adults at this point in time. They got to deal with this as adults and go through it together, and not go to mom and dad to come, you know, knock their the other child back into place she is the woman of the house he is the man of this house and they got to go deal with it and how are they going to build their love if they can't grow together they got to grow they got to this is some of the you know the the tensions that work that muscle and make that muscle stronger got to be a team yeah
2: i think he's got some growing up to do because even you know based on, I've tried couples therapy and he won't go. I've tried, I've tried talking nice, no yelling. And he always gets an attitude. And I think it's even like looking at him and it's like, if she says I'm exhausted, well, I'm more tired. Oh, I'm not feeling well. Well, I'm more sick. It's almost like he's in this immature competition with her. What are your thoughts on taking the kids and going and staying at grandma's for a couple weeks, if it's possible? And saying, you know what, you're not, you're clearly not helping me here. And it's, it's probably going to be more difficult at grandma's, but like, and here's where it could go really wrong. He won't be ha- really well.
1: He won't be having sex for two weeks.
2: There's that. <laughs> I would, I would, I will tell you right now, if you, this were me,
1: you'd be shutting him down. I
2: would not give this man sex people like, and that's, I know people are like, Oh, well, that's a relationship. And you shouldn't withhold sex Withholding sex is abuse. You're tired. What? You're exhausted. Some people, some people think that way. Some people think withholding sex is
1: abuse. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I would say it this way. I don't feel very intimate to you. You're not, you're not being a good partner. I don't feel like making love to you right now. Yeah. And I'm not gonna have you just having sex with me. I the answer is I want I want love. I signed on for love, intimacy, and a partner. And you are not doing those things. Yeah.
2: I would be at my wits end. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed you're keeping it together because I would be at my wits end. And so my thought was like, oh, she went and stayed with mom. Maybe he'd realize, wow, I love my wife. I love my kids. But at the same time, it could flip and he could say, damn, life is pretty nice without two screaming kids around here. And so.
1: I, I don't think that's going to be it, but I, I, uh, I really find it, uh, that it's going to be, um, I, I lost my thought.
0: <laughs> Just,
2: we're so flustered by this one. I, I hate
1: when that happens.
2: It'll come back to you.
1: Uh, yeah, but the, the, the show will be over.
2: Thoughts over there?
3: I said my thoughts.
2: Any last advice? Oh, I, what I, I okay, know what I was going to okay,
1: say. I know what I was going to say. I got it. I got it. Uh, thank God I love this show for one other good reason the fact that we all get to get to hang out together. Yeah. Comment. Watch the comment stream that comes in on this on this episode. There is going to be a slew a slew of comments on this one for to, to give you some other ideas.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: That I that I definitely can see coming.
2: I know. And I wish honestly therapy might be the ultimatum like we either go to therapy or I don't know what else to do and like yeah you buy your time for 2 years until your kiddos are in school but this is not a way to live.
1: Well, if, even if you buy your time, the bitterness is going to get so sour that it's not, it's not I, I can't imagine that to be any good.
2: Hey, sometimes so, grapes turns into wine.
1: So, uh, let's, <laughs> bitter grapes? No, I'm just kidding. Bitter grapes don't turn into good no, wine. No, <laughs> they, they
2: make that into grappa. <laughs> they make
1: that into vinegar. So,
2: is that what vinegar is?
1: Vinegar, I think, is bad wine. Yeah. Some vinegar is, goes, it turns bad. Huh. I could be wrong.
2: No. I'm, what do I know?
1: something but not everything. So do uh do watch the comments and please let us know how you're doing. Write us back because what happens is that you help hone us to be smarter and brighter and that's what we want to that's what we're always trying to learn here too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Is that I it feel, for our show?
2: Yeah, I feel bad.
1: Well, let's, let's well, let's see what comes out. I mean, we might have given her some good ammo. I, I hope know. we gave you something.
2: I know. At least you know, like this isn't the norm. And I hope there's other parents out there that can really chime in and maybe give some tips, but you are a trooper and you deserve a partner and not you shouldn't have to be a single parent when you have a partner. Essentially.
1: Sorry. Sorry about my rant. Yeah.
2: You have a really good response that you helped me write for USA Today that we should Send her as well okay. about a woman that is in a similar position about being a single parent, essentially. Whew. Well, okay. anyways,
1: this wraps up number thirty-three.
2: <laughs> Heading uh, over to Patreon,
1: we're going to head over to Patreon, and we will also be back uh, next week, right back with you with another one coming, drop dropping Monday night, Tuesday mornings, always. Yeah. So we do our best. So in your
3: car, on the plane,
1: at home. Planes, trains in the kitchen. Planes, trains, automobiles. Yeah. So have a safe week. Be well and bless you all. Good night. Bye. Bye.